Hey guys, it's Jared with Shooting Us Too. This is our uh, last episode of 2019 for the podcast. If you haven't subscribed, go ahead and subscribe for us. And uh, then we're going to crank up with a whole new list of things in 2020. So y'all keep sending the emails, uh, anything y'all want us to talk about. And that's kind of what's been been driving this over the last five episodes since we started with the first one, Simplify the Chaos. Uh, so today we have Stan Wiggins. Uh, I'll let him talk a little bit about himself here in a second. But uh, we have Stan Wiggins who's going to uh, take us through um, – essentially as a Christian man, okay? Leadership as a Christian man and what it should look like for the husband, the father, or the guy who's going to be the husband or the father one day. Uh, Rebels took us through leadership in, in law enforcement and military uh, last episode, so we're going to kind of tie that to what we're doing here. And we also have Mr. Personality himself, old Grumples over there. Hey, guys. See, there he is. I'm back. Um, the old sucked orange. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and start off with a word of prayer and uh, tap off into leadership of the Christian man. Lord Jesus, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for this time together. We just ask that you would uh, give us a word from you. Uh, two or three are gathered in your name, so we pray that you would be here in the midst of us and uh, let everything we do honor and glorify you ultimately so people can hear the gospel of who you are. We love you, Lord. We praise you. We pray this in your name. Amen. All right, so uh, Stan, tell us a little bit hey, about bye. yourself. Well, um, and why we chose you for this specific job? Because I'm the most awesome. That's that's oh, I'm the I'm the secret weapon of TSI. Um, now I tell everybody that uh, you know I'm Alfred in the Bat Cave. Stands our Boo, the business operations officer. Yeah. So I just holler at him and say, "Hey, Boo." Yeah, it's not really my title, but that's what Jared calls me anyway. Um, no, so background um, is actually unlike a lot of these guys. It's not military. It's not law enforcement but um i work more in the business aspect of tsi so my background actually came from i got a degree in uh, building construction so i was in commercial construction and related industries for a lot of years had a lot of roles in that and you know through contracting and contract administration and estimating um, had my own small business for a while uh, worked for um, manufacturers for a while um, so a lot of broad kind of a broad-based uh, business background but interestingly enough some of the some of the needs at TSI after Jared and I talked um, seemed like something that I might could do um, to help from the business aspect while these guys are teaching classes teaching courses um, doing the stuff that they do so that's that's me in a nutshell uh Married, two kids, been married for 20 years. Uh, got um, one teenage daughter and one almost teenage son. So that's uh, yeah, that's a blast. It's awesome, actually. You know, no joke. It's it's uh, teenagers. Don't be scared of it. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. So <clears throat> the main reason that we uh, we asked you to help with the the I guess the the Christian man leadership in in the Christian man is because for how many years was it? 13 years, I believe it was, you taught uh, the uh, a marriage class at church and in particular spoke life into the, the men on how to be a husband for your wife as it relates to the scriptures, how to be a father to your kids. Yeah, and that, and that was, you know, that didn't start day one. Um, we were asked um, almost 16 years ago um, to be part of a young marriage class of people that were, our own age at the time, us and, and another couple, my wife and I, uh, in the leadership of the class, I was one of the teachers. And so until 
recently we didn't realize this. It was kind of kind of cool. We we were in that ministry for seven years, and we felt God was leading us to do um, something different. And we transitioned from that into starting a newlywed and engaged class, which those couples at the beginning of that class, you know, then became married um, and then started families. So it became a young families class. So for seven years, we had um, the young families class. And, you know, I learned things over the years through my own experiences, through kind of walking with guys, through their their different journeys and seeing different um, cause and effect of guys' choices, their lifestyles, their priorities, um, guys that acted like they had it all together when they really didn't, guys that you would look at them and, and they were very unremarkable, but when you get to know them, um, and from a, you know, from a worldly standpoint, I'd say they're unremarkable. Don't, I mean, that sounds kind of harsh, but, uh, but when you get to know them, they're, they're solid Christians, um, have rock solid marriages or intentional, uh, fathers, uh, solid businessmen. And really, you know, the kind of guys that, that you would hope would be there for you, you know, in a time of crisis or, you know, just to be a Christian brother that, to go through life with. So that's kind of the evolution of that right now. Uh, my wife and I just to kind of tie, put a bow on that little part of the um, story. We're now in student ministry. So now we're, we're working in our church with, with students and, and again, trying to encourage speak life and, and do a Bible study with those guys. So. And you're actually in charge of the, student ministers of the student ministry, correct? No, Each class kind of? No, well, it's it's complicated. We The ninth and 10th grade, um, we it, it's all segmented. It's a fairly large church. But, um, you know, my wife and I are there to help. I, I teach one of the classes, one of the teachers of the ninth and 10th grade uh, class, but we're also there, you know, to help all the other teachers. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of morphed and changed into some different things, but, um, it's, it's a really cool, uh, uh, structure in the way of doing student ministry. It's definitely not what I grew up in and, in you know, youth group back in the day. Um, so it, it's really exciting cause you, you see these kids and, and, um, they're, they're getting to know the Lord, they're getting in the word. And, and it's, it's, it's really challenging for me as, you know, as an adult man to go, man, um, you know, I, I need some of that fire. So. Yeah. And so it's funny you say that, talk about getting in the word. So for me, and, and you know, you know what I would say uh, on this, I actually said it, uh, spoke with a group of guys, uh, at, at Mike Holmes house, uh, and, uh, Lynn Hurst, Pelfrey, uh, who else was there? I don't know. I wasn't invited. Yeah, you weren't invited. Okay. Brian Bowman, Noki was there. Yeah, Noki was there. Um, Brian Bowman. So anyway, so a lot of a lot of guys that that some of us in this room here know, and some of the people listening to podcasts know. And one of the biggest things I hit them with uh, that that the Lord has convicted me on in my own life, just over the last few years, I had a dad that raised me up, teaching me this and forcing me to memorize scripture. I mean, basically forcing me. Like a lot of times, that was my punishment. One time, my punishment was to memorize the entire book of James because I told a lie. And I memorized it, and I said it to him, and I'll never forget when I quoted it back to him, all five chapters, word for word, and I missed, I think I missed the, I missed a the in there in the version that he had me memorizing, which was an ESV, an English Standard Version, and I missed a the, and he said, and he had marked it with a highlighter, he said, you missed the, do it again. 
And so he sent me back in the room for however long, you know, 30 minutes, whatever I had come out and then say it again and not miss, not miss a word. Um, I remember that as a, as a kid. Now, as, and I was probably 13 or 14 years old. I told a lie. And the book of James talks about the tongue and bridling your tongue and taking control of your tongue. And uh, I had told a lie about something. Um, I don't remember what the lie was about, but I remember I told a lie. And so my dad had me do that because uh, he said, this will teach you to take control of your tongue and the damage that your tongue can cause. Now, I still say a lot of things that I probably shouldn't say. Um, and so we, we learn that every day. And in James, it also says that if you can bridle your tongue, you can take your whole body under control, right? But that the tongue is, is like a fire, right? Um, so it's almost like we'll never have, we'll never be able to fully control uh, our tongue or take our flesh fully under control. We obviously have to give that up to Christ every day. Um, but I remember as a young kid, dad teaching me this and, and having parents and a, and a mom that teaches me this, uh, Proverbs, uh, you know, what's he say? He says, you know, listen to my words, uh, and listen to the words of your mother. There will be, you know, garland around your head, um, jewels to adorn your neck. Right. So, um, what I would say is scripture memorization and prayer is what makes, uh, is what will get, start giving you the wisdom, which ultimately wisdom, and it's all through the scriptures, um, wisdom is the if the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom that's what's going to start teaching you the fear of God and what that actually is and giving you wisdom scripture memorization and prayer uh we know that Elijah was a man like all of us but he prayed that it wouldn't rain on the earth for three years and what did it not do it didn't rain on the flipping earth for three years and as soon as he prayed that it would what happened it rained um so scripture memorization and prayer is really where my heart has been at uh not you know for me for my family uh for uh you know, for men in general, because I believe that's where it's got to start. And it seems like there's a lot of lacking behind that. Uh, we have a lot of guys that want to um, uh, tell, tell me what John Piper said about the scripture. And John Piper's super flipping smart. And he knows the word really well. But I don't need to know what John Piper knows about Scripture. I need to know what the Scripture knows about Scripture. So if you've never read into the Word of God and you're just quoting these great theologians or these great pastors but you don't actually know the word of God, then you really, you really are not learning the wisdom of God, yeah. which is what Proverbs talks about. So I guess my question to you is, is, is that what you've seen in, in the different ministries of the different areas of ministry that you've been in with the, with the Christian man? Is that sort of what you've seen from newlyweds to couples with young kids, you know, so probably been 10 or, or 15 years married now going back to a high school ministry with high school kids is the need to get in the Word and understand the Word, not what a song says about the Word or not what somebody else says about the Word. Yeah, that's, I mean, it, it's absolutely correct because, you know, you, first of all, the struggle as a teacher, and if, you're, if you've ever taught anything, whether, and that's not just like a, a school teacher, if you're instructing in a class, whether it's a Bible study, a professional education, any kind of teacher, um, you know, first of all, it's it's hard to find anybody that really wants to learn. You you it they don't they're not there just like ready to soak it up like a sponge. And when they are, uh, that's good. But but I've seen in uh, young men, I've seen it in you know men my own age, I've seen it in kids. You know, there's those that that you couldn't you couldn't pay them to read a book, much less the Bible. Um, and add validity to what you're saying. Uh, and, and I know you've seen this, Mike, you've seen it. We were talking about it earlier. 
even teaching a pistol class or a carbine class, it doesn't matter if it's DOD, law enforcement, or civilian, if you have 10 guys out there, there's going to be one, maybe two, who really want to get into it and learn. The rest of them are just, just right. kind of there. Right. Is that kind of what you're talking about? The yeah, same thing and, it's, the and, and, and I don't want to hijack the podcast and go, go off on a rabbit trail, but you know, you, you look at the root of that. What is the, why, why is it like that? And I've thought about that some, and, and my thoughts are, uh, one is, is lack of humility, um, I, you know, which is pride. I don't need to know anything else is, is the mentality that a lot of people take. I, I know enough. Um, you know, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven. So, you know, uh, that's good enough for me. Um, same, you know, and you, you can fill in the blank with, with non spiritual topics, but you know, that's the, that's the scary thing is, you know, people, people don't, they don't understand how much they really need it. And then to your point of, um, you know, we're so much more apt to listen to a podcast, to listen to, um, you know, somebody on the internet, uh, a, a famous name preacher, or re- even read a, a book by somebody else rather than the Bible itself. I get a ton out of listening to these preachers and reading their books. But one of the best analogies I ever heard to make this point, and if I could think of, of who said it, I'd give them credit. But they said, you know, if, if you look, if um, they used uh, Abraham Lincoln, who's probably had the most biographies written about him more as many or more than anybody. And everybody's written a book on Abraham Lincoln. And the, and this guy said the best ones are where the author studied and read the writings of Abraham Lincoln, not what happened, you know, not necessarily the circumstances surrounding his presidency or his life, but they took his letters. They took his, you know, the, even going back to when he was uh, practicing law, you know, things that he had written and by reading what the man himself had written, seeing his thoughts, understanding his mind, thereby, you know, the man, same thing with scripture. Somebody can write a great book about the Bible. They can write about, you know, what's taught in the Bible and, and you can get a lot out of it. But to know God, you know, it's like reading what he wrote is the, the, that's the best way that we're given to know the man, to know Jesus, you know, in the new Testament and the character and the nature of God, because that's what, that's what the Bible is. It is, it is opening up the character and nature of God for us to see and understand and for him to give us a teachable heart going back to what we're talking about, you know, why is it that some people want to learn and will listen and will read and then why some people won't. So, and how does that, uh, how does that materialize, uh, in our lives as husbands, as fathers? I know. And, and that's what you've really done for the majority of your, uh, uh, of your adult life, at least teaching in the church is dealing with right. men who are husbands or fathers. And then obviously we know, uh, and, and if you don't know, if you go to the first chapter of John, the first two verses, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was God, the Word was with God. Uh, nothing was made without Him. Everything was made through Him, and nothing was made uh, without Him being there. And then it goes on down to verse 14, and it says in verse 14, the Word became flesh and dwelt among men. So we understand and know that the Word of the Scripture is... Uh, is Christ, right? Christ in the beginning was the Word, mm-hmm. and then it became flesh. That's Jesus Christ. So we know we have to have a relationship uh, with with Jesus Christ before any of this ever even starts to 
flesh itself out or work mm-hmm. itself out. Um, so just to sidetrack a little bit, if you don't know Christ, understand that none of this crap we're going to talk about here, it's not that it's crap, but all this junk we're going to talk about is not, uh, it, it ain't going to make sense unless you know, uh, unless you know Jesus Christ. Uh, and and have him in your life, and that is Jesus Christ, born of a virgin, perfect life, died on the cross, rose again on the third day for your sins, knowing Jesus Christ. Um, so that's just quick uh, you know, sidetrack of that, so everybody listening mm-hmm. will understand. Because you know you might be listening, you might not know Christ. Uh, but if you, as a Christian man, for what you have dealt with over over the years. How does that, you know, start to materialize, materialize itself in our lives as men, so we can be the leader that we need to be? Well, you go back to um, you go back to Genesis in the in the garden, and when and you read the story in Genesis chapter three of the fall of man, and basically what did the serpent, what did what did the enemy do to trip up Eve? Did God not say? And I see that, you know, you fast forward, you know, to to modern day and you've got all kinds of people. You've got celebrities, TV talk shows, bloggers, podcasters, famous people, the guy next door. Um, Everybody's got an opinion. Grumples. Grumples. Um, (laughs) From Johnny Carson's sidekick over here. um, (laughs) And... And uh, uh, something that's that's uh, basic to human nature is we we desire other people to be like us to give us validity so that our thought you know what we think you know we're right we want to be right we want validation and so if you're not careful you'll go to whatever source that you think will agree with the conclusion you've already arrived at. We'll validate what you well, believe. To validate, you know, and say, "Oh no, I'm good. Yeah, my the, the way I'm going to handle this, the way that I'm doing this is good." And so, I think there's there's an underlying fear for some people to really get in the word because they know that it's going to go against what societal norms often will tell you. You get into the gender roles, you get into husband wife roles, and all the 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 furor that's ever kicked up. You remember at the Southern Baptist Convention years ago when they affirmed that the you know that the man was to be the head of the household and and you know now you've got the stirring over of you know women pastors and what 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 constitutes a woman pastor and should she even you know address the full congregation versus calling herself the pastor i mean everything you know people people are afraid to just say what does the bible say and take it for what it is you know, nothing taken away, nothing added to it. So, so let me stop you right there. So, Mike, this sounds eer- eerily similar to some of the same problems that you were talking about uh, that that you've seen over a twenty-five year career that exist within law enforcement. Yeah, exactly. And one of the things I was thinking about is, uh, it, if you're a Christian man and you and you need help, or uh, instead of reaching out to these self-help books that are all out there, the Bible has everything in it that you need i mean how to be a real man how to be a leader how to be a father how to be a husband and you know how to take care of your household how to take care of your money everything is everything you need is right there but be prepared you really start digging deep in that bible and the devil's going to start attacking you so you got to be strong and you got to kind of 
be prepared for that. I, I think, I know I, I became a Christian when I was 16 years old. I'm 53 now. And initially I just spent a lot of time in Bible study, listening, like, like Stan was saying. I never really, I felt, oh yeah, the guy's telling me all the information I need. I need, I don't need to really get into it. But uh, I have found out recently, I've spent a lot more time actually sitting down and reading the Bible. And, uh, you know, I've had a little, a lot of uh, head trauma throughout my life. I don't remember things like I need to, but God really points out things in my life that I need to work on. It's really humbled me, but you also, uh, I've noticed that the devil doesn't like you reading the Bible, you know, and he'll attack you. So be prepared for that attack. But then again, the Bible is going to prepare you for that. You know, the temptations, all the things that come with, uh, just, just life. Um, but it, it will prepare you for it. I, I know that it's made me much stronger, a much better father and much better husband and just a much better man. Still got a lot of work, but. Well, I know for these things and, and with what you mentioned in the last podcast about, uh, law enforcement leadership, military leadership, and almost like you surround yourself with yes men and then Stan just hit the nail on the head. A lot of times we stay away from the word of God and we tend to, read something that somebody else wrote about the word of God that's going to match with what we what we want you know let's say and that person might be a great theologian or a great you know writer or whatever we listen to a song that's going to help us feel better um when in reality that we're doing the exact same thing we're surrounding ourselves with that it's that yes man mentality it's that hey we're getting that yes so we can continue on in a way that we probably shouldn't be going. And, well, there's, and, there's so much of that feel good evangelism out there, you know, oh yeah, I'm going to make you feel good. And this is what God says, but they, they tend to steer away from the, the tough issues and the tough problems. So, and if all you're getting is feel good, life ain't about all feel good. Life is about tough trouble. And, and it's not and, biblical uh, either. Cause no. if you read the Bible, there's, I mean, the followers of Christ, they, they 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 didn't become you know healthy and wealthy and well, they you suffered know. greatly <laughs> yeah. and you know and that's and I told somebody the other day I said you know people people act like well you know and I've heard pastors say that and and they're right you know that that, that are trying to to give the accurate picture hey if you follow Christ you know it, it is going to come at a cost you're going to have to keep, take up your cross daily and follow him but I told somebody the other day. But if you don't follow Christ, life's still going to be hard. Oh yeah. It and, and you know, and I can't imagine somebody doing it without Christ. But you know, it, it's going to be hard either way. But you know, I would I would hope that people would would see and understand that that they could do it, you know, with God's help versus you know just flying blind. But um, but going back um, to what we we're talking about, um, you know. Being being a Christian man, being a you know biblically based husband, father, um, and and the influences that we see, um, I wanted to tie this in real quick. You've probably heard of the parable of the wise and foolish builder. You know, if you went to church as a little kid, you may even sang the song about the wise man that built his house upon the rock, and the foolish man built his house upon the sand, and the rains came tumbling down. Um, but it compares to houses, and any time in Scripture, um, if they're in whether it's in Proverbs or when Jesus uses it in a in a parable, um, a house is a metaphor for a life. You're you're you know that's without getting too deep into that, and you can have two identical houses, and and it says you know the house is on the rock and the house is on the sand. 
you can have two identical houses almost virtually side by side, and you can tell no difference in them from the outside by all appearances. Uh, what you can't see is what's underneath. In my background in construction, I've, I've actually taught Sunday school lessons on this. I've actually built buildings, you know, on the sand down at the coast. And the amount of money and the amount of time uh, spent on the foundations before anything above ground is ever seen uh, is pretty incredible. Um, and But all that to say this, you can have two houses side by side. Um, and even if you think that you're acting like a Christian or you're I'm a good person, uh, all the other things that, you know, I'm, I identify with the teachings of Jesus and all the things that people say that aren't committed to, to Christ, their life can very much look like one that a person that is committed to Christ, but the foundation is not there. And when the rains fall and the floods come, it's going to come crashing down. If, if not in this life, certainly, you know, in the life to come. So, just, and we definitely uh, sat in the parable of the sower as well, yeah. right? You see the same thing in the parable of the sower. Right. Um, so I guess what I'm hearing, how this, how this fleshes out in our lives or how this materializes in our lives as Christian men, as uh, Christian men that are husbands, Christian men that are fathers, or if you're a Christian man and you don't have a wife or kids or anything, what you need to look for as you're growing into that position in life. And uh, I love my wife. I love you, Lauren. Uh, but I would just encourage you, stay unmarried as long as you can, right? You go ahead and read what Paul says about that. Um, but uh, but no, seriously, if as you're growing into that potential position in life or as you're already there, is don't cling to the easy yes or the easy validation of who you are, what you're doing. Be willing uh, to be confronted, but not so much confronted by everything else around us, confronted by the Word of God. Uh, just as you talked about with leadership in, in, in law enforcement, it's being willing to be confronted with the fact that, hey, just because I'm a sheriff, I might be wrong. Just because I'm the lieutenant of a shift, I might be wrong. So we see the same sort of thing. And I know for me, it's been extremely convicting because I'll sit here and hammer those type of guys, right? Because I'm not I'm not sheriff of a department. I can sit here and hammer those dudes when I think they've done a piss poor job, right? Like the guy in Broward County. But what are we called to do? Uh, New Testament tells us, you know, go ahead and, and get the log out of your own eye before you start trying to pick the speck out of your brother's eye. When I sit here and I do the same thing, I give myself, it's that same yes man mentality. What validates Jared Hudson? Um, and I don't necessarily look at the Word of God. I just kind of look at those things that seem like the Word of God and, and they validate me. So the biggest thing I think that we've heard on both ends of this spectrum on leadership uh, leadership within law enforcement and military type entities and how that ties over or spills over into the leadership of the Christian man in the home is are we looking for things that validate us and who we are? Or are we looking to truly become the leader and the person and the man that uh, we're called to be, that God has called us to be, uh, that, that a department has called us to be or, or, or whatever it is that our wife needs us to be, that our kids need us to be. Um, now, with that being said, there are some good resources out there beyond just the Bible and Scripture. Now, don't get me wrong. The Bible and Scripture is, is what we need to read as Christian men. And if you're not a Christian, spend time in the Word of God. I encourage you to go to the book of John and just read John from chapter 1 all the way to the end so you can learn about who Jesus really is. 
um, because that is, he is the way, the truth, and life. No man comes to the Father but through him. So if you're not a Christian, I encourage you to start reading it. He'll reveal himself to you. But what's a, what's a good book for uh, men or a good resource, a good piece of material for men to be able to read that one is going to tie them back to Scripture, but two, uh, help give them a little bit of understanding of how that Scripture might apply to their life as a, as a husband or a father? Well, I, if any guy that might be listening to this has ever been in, in class with me would know that I'm a fan of a guy named Steve Ferrar. He's a pastor, um, and he's written several books. And Point Man is one that, that I recommend across the board. Um, he's actually, it was written originally in 1990. It's been re-released once since then with updated statistics. And uh, he's actually re- having it re-released again, I believe, in 2020. Uh, with even more updated statistics and um, and that one is it's it's in your face it's a challenge uh, no frills no holes barred and the reason I like Steve Farrar um, and and there's a lot of don't get me wrong there's a lot of good guys out there that you can um, use as as a resource but here's a litmus test this guy has I don't know his exact age but he's a grandfather now and he's lived the Christian life that long uh, he's raised kids. He has grandkids. He's open about his mistakes. He's uh, He had one kid that, you know, walked a straight and narrow. He had one kid that was kind of a prodigal, and he's very open about that and what that looked like and wh- how he handled it. And, you know, thankfully that kid came back uh, into the fold. But to me, that that's not somebody who's, like, just going to give you the the shiny parts. He's He's showing you, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly. He's also got a podcast. So um, I know Grumples likes Timothy Keller. Um, he he listens to his podcast, and I've read some of his books as well. Um, and, and there's a lot out there. But, guys, vet them out uh, before you just jump in with both feet. Um, vet out who your, who your influences are because uh, you can say that you're not influenced by the secular world, but I've seen it. Um, and it's it, you just got to be really, really careful because um, it'll it it affects how you think and what you think. If it's not based on scripture, stay away from it. Yeah. Well, guys, that was a, a good word on leadership. Kind of the second part of leadership, first part of leadership being how, how can we be leaders specifically as as law enforcement and military, but as it ties to our work, and then uh, this podcast being you know, leaders as we're called, as all men are called to be, leaders of our families, husbands, uh, children, stuff like that. So thank you all for that good word, fellas. Hopefully this makes sense. The biggest thing to take away is whether it's revolving around our families, whether it's revolving around our work or our job or the agency we lead or the business we run, uh, we don't necessarily need to surround ourselves with things that always validate what we want validated. We need to surround ourselves with uh, with things that are going to create, uh, uh, try to make us better, right? With truth, with honesty. Uh, that that truth comes from the Scripture of God. That truth comes with surrounding yourself with men uh, and women who are going to look at you when you're wrong and say you're wrong, uh, or look at you when you're right and and support you wholeheartedly. So. 
Um, that's that's that on a, a leadership. Guys, we appreciate y'all's questions. You've emailed us. That's kind of what's driven these last, uh, at least these last three podcasts with the gear and then these these two on uh, leadership. So send us some more emails. Let us know what you want to hear about, what you want us to talk about. Uh, and uh, we look forward to uh, coming back into 2020 with some uh, new stuff for y'all. Y'all take it easy. <laughs>